Okay, here we are. I think we're going live with Jack Kelly. Christine, we good? Let me wait for the official notice from LinkedIn. Uh, we get the official notice. Yeah, I usually get it before LinkedIn. It's now streaming. Yes, yeah. here we go. Happy Monday. Good morning. Hey, listen, I got I got some serious news first to talk about. You take off my glasses, show how serious I am. So you know, obviously we heard about, you know, Russia invading Ukraine. There's a lot of talk about inflation. Everything is going up. Prices are going up. Gas is going up. We're worried about World War III. But it's come to my attention over the weekend that there's, there's another serious matter that we have to talk about. So I found that Meta, formerly known as Facebook, has changed some policies. So now the well-paid software developers and engineers are going to have to do their own laundry. I know, I know this is, I know, I know this is going to be really rough. It's going to be a hardship, but it seems that Meta, which is kind of getting beat up, you know, Meta, think about it, or Facebook, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to call it now. You know, they had a huge ride, you know, think about it. Mark Zuckerberg, a college kid, build this up, straight rocket ship, everything is great. Well, I think a lot of people who weren't happy about, you know, data privacy, they think it's great, but you know, for him personally, really great, just moonshot, everything went well. And now it seems to be unraveling. He's spending billions of dollars to build the metaverse. Apple, Google, other places are now saying, hey, if you want to be on our platform, you have to abide by you know, privacy rules. And they really don't want to do that. So they're losing business to other places and say, you know what, we'll go somewhere else, put our ad money somewhere else. And Google is getting a big share of it. Their stock price has been hammered, hammered. TikTok is, I don't know how many of you watch TikTok or go on TikTok. I do all the time now. And it is, it, is, it is overtaking YouTube. I don't know where it is stands to Facebook, but definitely stealing market share. So they're getting hit left and right. So it seems that they're tightening the belt. There's, there's, they're not going to do the laundry now. And then also, from what I, I don't know if you know much about you know, Google and Microsoft and Apple and Amazon, and all these places, they have these kind of lush cafeterias, you know, free breakfast, free lunch, kombucha on tap, you know, nap pods, you name it. It's just amazing. And they do it, I think in part, because they want to really, you know, hire and find the best and keep the best in a, in a, in a time now where there's a great resignation war for talent to make people happy. But also, if you have all these great amenities, you're going to stay there. You're not going to leave. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to stay and work all day long. But I imagine the company started to feel, hey, we can't keep giving these things if we're starting to lose money and our stock price is crushing, crashing. Um, another thing that happened is they would have these, you could take out food and bring it back home. You know, take out one of those boxes, put all the food in, take it home for your family, friends. They're kind of putting the kibosh on that too. So if you're in Meta, I, my heart goes out to you. I'm going to put uh, something on my LinkedIn to show my <sighs> allegiance to you that I feel your pain. And I, I'm not saying this to mock it. It's just, it's just one of these things where in a time that is just chaotic, 
and wild and nuts and we're, we're afraid and scared and there's anxiety. I think we need a little, a little levity every once in a while. And this is one of the stories that, you know, I'm sorry for better employees. I don't mean any ill will. And I think you can tell I don't mean any will, but you need a little levity. Uh, I mean, what do, what do you think about that, Christine, Mike, Gunadi, in terms of you have to do your own laundry, you can't bring back food, and then you, you know, you're losing out on, and to be fair, to be fair, a lot of these people, when you go to a place like Meta, you're doing it because you're going to get stock and stock options. But if the stock and stock options aren't performing well, then you start doubting, like, why am I killing myself and putting all these hours? Maybe I should move somewhere else. Maybe I should find a new job. Maybe I should go to a startup. So there's, there's some serious ramifications to it. But so, so far, what, what, what do you folks think about this? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it does come off as a bit entitled. <laughs> uh, yeah, I read that they're losing a free laundry service, dry cleaning, valet service. Uh, a big thing was pushing dinner to 6.30 instead of six because their free transportation that, that Meta provides comes at six o'clock. So if dinner's at 6.30, they have to choose between their free ride or free dinner. And- It's a tough it. choice, that's really rough. Yeah, That's like a Sophie's and, choice. This is really tough. Yeah, and it, 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 the timing is interesting because a lot of Meta's employees, they're told to return to the office by March 28th. So it's interesting that these changes are coming when people are begrudgingly returning to the office. So it should be interesting <clears throat> to see what happens like with the retention rate at Meta. What do you think will happen? Do you think that there will be a lot of departures? It, it could be. I think it's it's a, a combination of things. You know, the company has drastically changed its direction into the metaverse. So I think a lot of the money is getting allocated towards new technology to, to all these metaverse projects. But also I, I read that um, meta, it, this didn't get reported amongst all this uh, laundry chaos is that meta is increasing the wellness stipend for their employees from 700 to 3000, which I think is a lot. So I think it's important to look like, hmm, what's more important? free laundry or you know my mental health or financial planning or care for you know children and our older family members and pets so i think that definitely got underreported in all of this yeah, yeah, well because i guess what happens is you hear the things like the laundry and it makes for kind of a funny thing to talk about and it seems very you know entitled but you're right i think um i'm guilty of that too because i really didn't talk about the other stuff because um, I don't think I really, like did the research for it. I should have done some more homework before I wrote this piece, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, so, so what? So basically, they're allocating more money for mental health and wellness, is what you're yes. saying. Mm -hmm. And then, not to mention getting rid of the to-go boxes. They're eliminating six million to-go boxes. Wow. There was a food a food um, service member from Meta who said that employees would cram like three to ten to-go boxes full of like steak and so it's less about like the perk and like the company culture as it is just like pure glutton and greed like. <laughs> so you, can't, you have people coming out like with monster boxes in their hands to give to family friends god forbid they give it to homeless people or anything like that i'm sure that doesn't happen but just yeah. bring it all home to family friends and have it you know having a good old time yeah, this kind of reminds me at the beginning of the pandemic when Google had told employees that they couldn't expense like 
free food or repurpose unused like gym budgets and stuff and they and they got mad and I remember kind of having the same like entitled reaction to that as well Mike you you've you've been recruiting for you, you, forever sometimes you see things and you wonder is this a top you know of the market where, where you get things like this does that mean um we're in for a change you know what I mean kind of a where maybe these companies are going to start rethinking how they're dealing with their employees and how employees are dealing with, you know, their companies. Um, yeah. You know, I think that that's an interesting, you know, question or thought that you put out. Um, I was going to give you my take on, on sort of what, what happened here. I think the, the planning, you know, was a little bit short-sighted on Meta's part. Um, uh, and, you know, Granted, your point about the stock not doing well at all might have some of the, you know, certainly has some of the employees up in arms about, you know, their perceived income even for this year and, you know, in the future, you know, they might not be guaranteed such a, a lofty income given the stock price crashing. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if um, Meta actually reverses this decision. And what makes me think about that is some of the comments at the end of your article where people were, um, you know, responding to, well, my kids love the, you know, the uh, uh, the variety of food that I bring home from the to-go boxes. So I think honestly, that person really didn't think of it as, you know, stolen food or, or, or abuse of, you know, the the perk of, as far as uh, free food while you're working. But um, something else caught my eye is that, you know, Google or someone from Google uh, commented that, hey, Google both has has both laundry and to-go boxes. I thought the go, to-go box thing was literally at every company. So um, I think you might actually, you know, certainly there's going to be a, a, an amount of people, a significant amount looking around maybe to other tech firms because they could be ticked off about this perk. Not that it makes a huge difference. But it'd be, it'd be interesting to see because if it hits meta hard enough and people start leaving to go to other firms that still offer these things, that'll be an interesting, um, uh, you know, reverse on meta's part. I don't know if you agree with me or do you think it's possible that they may change that perk? Yeah, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I think yeah. the wellness part is, is I'm definitely seeing more of that across the board. You know, the emotional, you know, companies are really caring about the emotional well-being of people, uh, their mental health, worried about burnout. Um, I can't tell you how many, like, chief people officers and chief executives and managers I spoke with that that's kind of right front and center. So that part, I, I think, is going to remain. The only thing, the only caveat I'll give is this. If, let's say, the stock market keeps going down and things get ugly in Eastern Europe and belts are tightened, um, you know, you could probably see a lot of whether it's food to go or some, you know, app, you know, calm apps that you're you're getting and gym memberships you're getting maybe kind of push back because they're tightened the belt. That's a wild card. I think that's what we're all worried about. Like, how is this all going to play out? Um, you know, with in, these, in Europe. Would these people rather lose some of their perks mm -hmm. or, you know, or the company reduce headcount? I think having to choose between the lesser of two evils, like get away with laundry and I, I'd rather hold on to my job than, than uh, lose a laundry perk. See, the thing for some of these people, though, uh, if, if you're not in the tech space, you may not be aware, it is just ridiculously blazing hot. I mean, they cannot find enough software engineers, coders, and, and related professionals. 
Um, they're, they're, you know, they've been making um, big overtures to get remote workers around the world. Um, and what's interesting, and, and I haven't read or haven't seen much about it, but I'm trying to find out one of the places actually where there's a lot of the coders who are really good are in the Eastern European countries bordering on Russia and Ukraine being one of them. I, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. Now, hopefully for some of them who have the talent, they can go somewhere else and immediately start working again because they're, you know, there's a dire need for uh, uh, tech professionals. So they, they may be fortunate in the sense that they could have a skill to rely on and, and, make, a nice, and make enough money to kind of resettle somewhere. Um, for others, not, not so much. But yeah, so that because there's such a war for talent, you know, they're, they're, they're hiring people everywhere. Um, so you do have, if you're a meta, you, you, it's not like you can be stuck there because you can feel, you know what, I have my choice to go anywhere I want, especially if you're good at what you do. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, you know, to answer your question further about, say, uh, or original question, if, you know, the war continues to, uh, you know, worsen and sufferings out there, uh, the stock market tanks, you know, it's starting to affect our economy more. Um, I think at these big tech firms and even, you know, smaller quasi startup and startup tech firms, the the hours and the culture is still going to be there, you know, pushing it to the limit. Um, uh, you know, they I think a lot of these tech people thrive on that and are used to that as well. But to your point, um, it's so competitive that that's why I was thinking Meta may have to, you know, turn around and it wouldn't surprise me if they would re reverse that policy. Um, and one last thought on that. The perks, you know, sure, from the outside looking in, as Christine said, you know, they seem to be entitled and it, it is, you know, when you first hear about it, you, you kind of cringe and go, you know, get real people. I mean, what about, you know, the common folk? But I know just, you know, in general, in all my years of working at different firms, et cetera, in spite of my tenure, my lengthy tenure at, at our firm, um, once you're just, you always get something and then all of a sudden it's taken away. Even if you didn't use it that much or make that big a part of it, if it's taken away, the, you know, quote unquote, water cooler, uh, you know, chit chat definitely is, I think, um, you know, hyperbole and, and exacerbated a bit, you know, enlarged on that, hey, is this really going to make that much of a difference? And workers tend to complain. There seems to be a lot of disgruntled workers and, you know, there's talk like that. So this might wear off, essentially. I could see it also happening that it's not going to affect uh, the employees at Meta that much. You know, it's just kind of a human nature. If you're given something, whether you use it or not, and then it's taken away, your right to it or the option uh, you tend to complain a bit and be disgruntled about it. I think it's smart to cut up some of the in-office perks too, because less people will be in office. You know, most of Facebook will still rely on like the hybrid work model. So why not come cut some of those expenses? But I think the smart thing to do would be for Meta to survey its employees and, and ask them like, what, what do you want? And I think that could give a better reading to help keep employees engaged and not lose them to other big tech companies. And Absolutely. you know what, Christine, what, one other point, it's interesting, you brought up that, that wellness stipend going from, you know, several hundred dollars, whatever, up to about 3000. I'm just curious though, you know, it's interesting. What does that sort of um, imply as far as that expense for wellness? Um, obviously the first thing that comes to mind to me is yes, you could, you could seek, uh, you know, uh, psychological uh, treatment, you know, speaking to a therapist or something of that nature, reaching out. But other than that, what's encompassed under wellness? Is it 
okay, that means I have more leeway to take a little bit more time off for paternity leave or for a sick family member or something. Because my thought is this, who's really gonna use that $3,000 budget? Yes, it's great. Um, we all know mental health is no, it should no longer be a stigma and things of that nature in, in firms and you know just in, in the public and humanity in general. It's much more acceptable. But I think in the corporate workplace world, there's still a lot of fear and trepidation, I think, before someone may come out and admit that they're looking for that help or they could use it or they're feeling unsettled. So what really is going to be spent on that $3,000 and how much of it will be used? It'll be interesting to follow those statistics and numbers if we can uh, get access to that data down the road. Yeah, I read that it would go towards physical, mental health, financial planning, and caregiving for um, children, older family members, and pets. And I think it's great that they're allocating that funds because I don't know if you've looked into the price of therapy, but it's expensive. <laughs> so three thousand dollars is yeah. like pretty generous. It's right. It does it great. It seems like a lot, Mike, but goes right. quickly. If you're if you're taking care of a sick relative, that's going to cost a lot of money. Uh, a pet, I have two dogs, two cats, it gets expensive. I was going to say sure. that I can relate to, yeah. uh, you know, having had my share and uh, the intention to continue to, to and then, you, you know, know well, pets shortly. And then also maybe you get a gym membership, maybe you, uh, you know, get uh, different apps, you know, to help with your mindset. So before you know it, that money is kind of used up. That, that's a good point. Oh, thank you for that. I, uh, yeah. I was looking for the answers. Um. Here's something else in, this, in, a, in a kind of similar vein, meaning kind of lighthearted a little bit, if you will. So um, wrote over the weekend about how Biden, President Biden is marshalling an army of TikTokers to get out there and then give propaganda to their followers about how evil Russia is and how awesome America is and what's going on. So basically, this it's 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 really interesting. Back in the, uh, somewhat early-ish in the pandemic, um, Biden administration brought in a bunch of TikToker talkers and paid them I don't know about a thousand each or so. Uh, people like what is it, Olivia Rodriguez or I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not up on my TikTok celebs. I have to kind of brush up on it and with the idea that they were trying to get young people to get vaccinated. So fast forward to now, uh, Biden, Jen Psaki, other people in the White House had a, a virtual meeting with about 30 TikTok uh, celebrities to brief them on what's going on in the Ukraine, why, what's going on with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, you know, fielding questions with, with, the, uh, with the thought process is that they're influential, people follow them, people listen to them. And this way they could kind of share what's out there and cut down on any disinformation. So let me put that out there. What I don't, I don't know if I have any feelings about this. What I don't know how to process this to be very frank. I'm not sure. It just, it almost seems surreal that you do that, but then the way things play out, I mean, if a certain media gets attention and, and TikTok is blazing hot and has a huge audience, kind of does make sense to have people who you could relate to kind of give this message. What, 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 do you, what do you all think? 
I, I think, think, oh, Mike, you can go. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I think it's a great idea. I will say this, though. I'm quite perturbed and a little perplexed <laughs> that they use the term uh, propaganda. Oh, that's me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, using that, that's not true. Because no, I was going to say that that's not the right, you know, we're, we're dissing, you know, Russia for putting all that out there. So I was trying to be, I'm trying to be provocative by saying, I, that. I, 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 I do apologize. So then <laughs> that makes much more sense. Uh, short answer is yes. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, and it's almost a matter of time. I think some of that's probably being done already. Um, not necessarily with TikTok influencers, but, you know, just social media in, in general. Um, so that's my opinion, Christine. I think, I think it's really smart in the way that he's utilizing Gen Z because millions are turning to TikTok for, for news on the war. So why not equip them with like the knowledge to actually speak about the things that they're already speaking about? And, you know, a lot of influencers have shared relief fun links and stuff. And it's important to be able to decipher what's real and what's not. And yeah, I think, you know, my generation, we kind of had, you know, rock the vote. So this isn't unnecessarily like unprecedented, but I think he's used utilizing the Gen Z in a way that is uh, very interesting. And I think just very smart. And do you think the followers, do you think, and I'm not casting any aspersions on these folks because I don't really know who they are. I, you know, seen their names. I, I don't have, I don't follow them. I'm not sure who they are. Would they be able to really clearly articulate the message, you think? I would hope so. I would just hope that they would share links to like these resources because yeah. a lot of, you know, people do call on them to speak. If you're an influencer and you haven't spoken on the Ukraine, if you look under their comments, they'll say, why haven't you spoken about this? So I think if they are going to speak on it, I'd rather them equipped with, with the, the knowledge to do so. Um, I've seen a lot of people, so many people get their news from TikTok and I'm always kind of like, uh, maybe you shouldn't do that because I've seen like dangerous like narratives being told because a lot of them will sacrifice facts in order to you know be funny they'll do it for the views so I think it's important to do this to uh, stem like misinformation and also there are a lot of messages that have been put out by Russia itself so to be able to cut down on Russian propaganda as well uh, you know I think something that we should teach in schools is media literacy and then I think that we would have less of this you know fake news and problem with uh, misinformation. And we are holding these social media sites accountable. We've seen that with Facebook and, and, and uh, Twitter, and now it's TikTok's turn, you know, and they're going straight to the sources by um, arming them with the knowledge. You know, Christine, it is really funny because thank you, you mentioned that it, it does change. So, you know, growing up, I remember in elementary school, we'd be told to read the New York Times. Um, oftentimes I had no idea what I was reading, but you know, you started reading the New York Times. Then you have the internet. So then you're, you're, you're looking at things on the internet and then you have like Twitter, like Twitter, I'm gonna get my news from Twitter. And then you find out, oh, all right, this is really Twitter is the, the place you're gonna find a lot of news. Uh, maybe you find news on LinkedIn. Maybe now you find it on TikTok. So I guess it's one of those things you have to put aside your preconceived notions of where you're supposed to get news. I think one of the folks there, I want to say Khalil Green, but I, I could be wrong about his name. I think that's exactly what he said. What you said, Christine, is, hey, we get, meaning his generation gets the news from TikTok. So it does make sense. They're reaching out to us to talk about it. 
Yeah, yes. I read I read these kids are using TikTok as like a search engine, whereas mm-hmm. we might go to Google. Our first instinct is to Google something. Their first instinct is to search it in mm-hmm. TikTok and see what people are saying about it. You know, that that's a trend that I think it's, it's definitely taken hold and it's going to continue to do so. And as each generation continues to age, you know, as humans, we all do, uh, there's going to be more and more. Uh, Jack, I remember exactly what you're saying. I remember in 10th grade uh, English class, our, our uh, teacher basically sort of gave a, an instruction on how to read the Times, how to read the Post or the Daily News, folded a certain way, you know, what's on the front page, what oh are- Oh my God, folding it, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, and, and but, so here, here's my thought is that since this is a trend that I see, you know, taking hold and, and almost perhaps print newspapers becoming a thing of the past, the same way, Christine, I think you were a journalism major or, or, or Jack, or what have you, but I think more and more, there's going to have to be some kind of controls or journalism ethics and perhaps rules eventually set upon these sites. But here's the thing, what is social media? What's going to differentiate between what's considered a journalistic uh, um, you know, a viewpoint that has to be regulated versus just general free speech social media? So it's a very complex thought and, and um, I think uh, something that has to be dealt with in the future. Um, otherwise, fake news is, uh, you know, just going to be the norm. And, uh, I'm, you know, I don't know where this can lead, but it's definitely, um, you know, the present and the future. Something's uh, got to be addressed. Definitely, definitely interesting times. Um, last thing, topic one, bring up real quick is, um, the job market has been so hot for a while now. And I just want to prepare people who might be looking for a job, um, might be looking to advance within their career, within their own organization. Don't get discouraged if things start taking longer or you don't hear back or perhaps you get rejected because I have a feeling the longer this goes on, in terms of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the uncertainty, <clears throat> it makes it too easy for companies and executives to just say, let's, let's turn, tap on the brakes and let's take a wait and see attitude. Because I've seen this throughout the last 20 plus years of my recruiting career, whenever there's this wild card thrown where you don't know what's going to happen, it just becomes really easy. And I'm not, and I'm not even blaming management because I probably would do the same thing is that when you're not sure what's going to happen and where things are going to go, it just makes it too easy to say, just, 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 just let's, let's, let's hold off. Now, that does not mean to imply that everything stops, not at all. And it doesn't mean that they're going to fire people, let people go or enact hiring freezes. I want to be clear. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is on the margins, you go in an interview and you don't hear back. It may not be because you didn't, it's not because you didn't do well. It's because maybe they just, let's just wait and see what's going to happen first. So we're going to slow walk the process. Now, they're not going to tell you that. They're not going to say, hey, we're afraid what's going to happen, geopolitical events. So we're just going to bury our heads like ostriches and hope everything goes away and we're not going to do anything. They're not going to say that. But what they'll do is, yeah, they'll call you for an interview. They'll talk. But they're going to take their sweet time because they're not sure what to do. And, and I think it's important because we've talked about mental health before, because it does mess 
with your mental health and emotional well-being. When you send out resumes, you don't hear back, you go on interviews, you don't get feedback, you get ghosted, and it could really take a toll. So if it's happening in this particular point of time, I would, I would, I would kind of look at it and frame it from, hey, we're in, I don't want to use unprecedented times because it's been so overused, but I just used it. But we're in unprecedented times. And so it's, it's, it's reasonable to expect it could be a little clunky for the foreseeable future until we kind of have a better sense of what's happening. So don't get, don't get upset. Don't get worried. Don't think it's you. And, and maybe you did something wrong. It's this what's going on in a, on a huge geopolitical level. So just hang in there. I would still say, keep looking for a job, keep interviewing, keep trying to get that promotion and all that stuff. Don't give up on it. But if it doesn't happen right away, don't get frustrated. Don't let it get you down. In fact, here's a contrarian. I'll leave you with this. There's a contrarian view too, is that it's probably likely a lot of people who are thinking of looking for a job may just put on the brakes because they currently have a job and they figure, you know what, let's just see what's happening. We got the war. We have this big thing to bring people back to the office and kind of with a hybrid model. Maybe let's see what happens before I go and, and wait. So then if you have a lot of people on the sidelines, you have less competition. So then you could go hard because at least you'll stand out. You won't have as many people competing against you for the job. So that's kind of a contrarian point. So instead of saying, hey, you know, I'll just wait it out, kind of keep going and keep moving and keep trying because you're going to stand out with less people interviewing for the same job that you're going for. Christine, Unadi, Mike, any, any, any other last parting thoughts? I think this is an interesting time because, you know, juxtaposed with this huge geopolitical event is also just like the call to return to the office. So it'll be interesting to see if people, you know, were just loud in, in uh, saying that they didn't want to return to the office, but then we'll just yield to the company saying, you know, come back or if they'll, they'll leave. So that should be interesting to see how, the, how that will influence the job market as well uh, within the next couple months. Yeah, this will be a good topic moving forward as we get some more clarity, like what, as people are coming back, are they going to come back or are there going to be enough companies out there that are remote first or offer remote work and say, you know what, you want me to come back? I, I don't want to go back to the office. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to just take my chances, resign and go somewhere else. So yeah, as this develops, we'll keep you posted and see what we're hearing. Um, for instance, this morning, I was just writing a piece. There's, a, there's an Upwork study saying that nearly 20 million Americans were, quote, planning to relocate. And that seems to me, that seemed like a huge amount of people. Um, so digging into it, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe they will. I don't know when exactly they started the survey, but it's huge, like 23,000 people. But with hybrid work, with Omicron kind of you know, going down, it makes it too easy for the companies to say, hey, get back in. And then maybe you did have plans to relocate, but you're gonna feel like, all right, picture any, you know, sitting around the kitchen table, you know, you're sitting, you know, hey, honey, should we really sell the house, take the kids out of school, go somewhere else? And I don't know what happens if we can't get a job somewhere else, or what happens if more of these companies are remote or hybrid, and then now we're in a place that we can't commute anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you know what, Jack, I, I think that's a great point, and it's gonna take time, and this will probably go on for. Yeah 
quite a while through the end of this year, maybe a bit mm -hmm. longer, because here's the fi my final thought is the one thing you, that you cannot change and you can't be flexible about is you have a family, you need to feed, you feed them and yourself, or even if you don't have a family, you've got to carry your proverbial monthly nut. Um, so I do think they're going to be rethinking this a bit more, and there will be perhaps uh, less and less options. And uh, to your point, um, with uh, Omicron, you know, and, and the pandemic continuing to be in the rearview mirror and further back, um, it's um, you know it's quite logical. And you know, looking back on it, there are a lot of benefits to you know on-site or at least a defined um, permanent hybrid type of mindset. So yeah, it's going to be interesting times. I agree with uh, both of you. With the call to return to the office and, and losing out on certain perks, do you think it's smart for employees to go to their company and almost like negotiate? Like if I lose this, then can I have more paid time off? Would you advise people to do that? That's a really good question. So what you're, you're asking is that maybe use this time to have a conversation with your manager just on kind of everything. Like, hey, are we going hybrid? If so, is that going to be forever? Or is that, I think, let's be frank, I think all of us in the back of our mind feel, well, I shouldn't say talk for everybody, but I feel in the back of my mind that, or really in the front of my mind, is that they're saying, oh yeah, don't worry. Two, three days a week, come in. Yeah, that's it. Don't worry. I don't know. I give it some time and you're probably going to see, well, you know, we really need you in four days. And then, you know, we need five days. So I could see that creep. So maybe it does make sense to speak with your boss and say, hey, what's the real deal? I want to plan for my kids with where they go to school. We were thinking of maybe relocating to a different area. So if, if it's hybrid, then we could relocate to a cheaper place, you know, where housing is more affordable, less taxes, better schools. And I could, you know, have that long commute two days a week, three days a week. But then if you turn it around five days, I'm that's going to be just too much. So given everything that's really like, there's a lot of moving parts now. So it does probably make sense to have that conversation. What is the company doing? Where are they going? If, if I'm remote, can I still work remote or do I have to come in? Do I have to come in? If it's hybrid, is this going to be forever? Is it going to short term? Is it going to change it from hybrid? Is it going to be something else? Um, and if you place like Meta or one of these tech places, hey, well, how important are the perks? Or what's going on with the company? Are, 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 we on a downward slope and maybe go from a place that used to be really fantastic and not doing so well to kind of go some, you know, try something new. So, so this is really a time to really kind of think clearly about what you want in your job and your career, your life, the work-life balance, and, and, and just do a lot of homework to see what's going on and have conversations with your peers, with your managers, with your supervisors to really kind of know what's happening so you can make smart decisions. And with the window closing where job seekers employees um, have the upper hand, now would be the time to, to kind of yes. negotiate for those things that you want, like a promotion or a raise or a bonus or any of those perks that we talked about. True. And, and the, the one thing I, I think it is great uh, to your point, Jack, about having, you know, maybe it's a good time to have a conversation with your manager and all. But specifically, as far as what the future is and what the policies will be, I'll play devil's advocate. Uh, I think the truth is, most of these managers, um, it, it, you're talking about the future and the unknown. They may have word from the top now on what's going to lie ahead, but that's certainly subject to change. And uh, it's going to be the marketplace that in the end, uh, you know, simply supply and demand and what other companies are doing that are really going to determine 
uh, how much this hybrid will stick or will it be, um, you know, five, 10 years from now, we'll look back and say, hey, remember those days and we're back to where we were before the pandemic. It's just uh, no one really knows for sure. You know, that's a good point because we, what you're saying is really with the best of intentions, they may not know. That's right. <laughs> they don't that's know. Right. So they could say, oh, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry, it's hybrid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, six months later, uh, no, five days a week. Right. So it's, you're right. It's, but you still have to ask and do these things anyway, just to play. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, cool. I feel like it, it should be like two way. Uh, like company has to listen to employees and employee has to listen to company. I have seen like with the same company, two different team, one has to go, one didn't have to. So like, it's also the thing that, uh, some people can work from home. So like, why not? So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of times it's, you're not sure like why can someone work from home? Someone can't, and <laughs> there's just, yeah. And I, I guess I would go to what Christine's saying. It makes sense just to speak and talk and ask questions. So you just know what's happening and that you can manage your career appropriately and navigate these just, just wild times especially now while you have the power because yeah. that could be fleeting. Yeah, that's, that's the frightening part, right? You have all these gains for employees, all these good stuff that's been happening. And you don't want to, just like Mike said before, once you have something, sometimes it's worse when it's taken away than you never had it at all. Mm -hmm. So, but let's be positive. We'll leave it on positive that, that, you know, we'll come to a resolution in Eastern Europe Things will be, you know, better. Companies will give choices. You can, if you want to work remote, they'll let you. If you want to work in the office, you will. If you want to do a hybrid, you can do that. You want to be flexible, meaning come in when you want or don't come in if you don't want. So hopefully, 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 things kind of keep moving in a good direction. So thank you everybody for watching. I appreciate it. Um, if you have any ideas or interest in a, a topic you'd like to hear about, hit us up, let us know. And thank you very much for watching. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.